Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the WrestleTalk Podcast, right here on Facebook and on YouTube and on all forms of social media. I am Luke Roberts, and again, it's going to be a great night of professional wrestling discussion, talk, lots of great things going on here. I want to go ahead and welcome here into the program the man behind the the boards, man behind all the technology of the WrestleTalk Podcast, Hardcore Haas. Go ahead and come on in. How are you doing here this evening, sir? Hey, I'm doing okay. Just uh, working on a few things behind the scenes. There's been some updates here on StreamYard that, you know, I'm really excited about and trying to work out uh, how they're, exactly how they're working and get the bugs worked out of it and uh, just working away back here. Well, I can tell you right now, Hoss, you've been working hard for about the last week plus trying to get all the technical things taken care of here. And again, I want to give you a shout out for all the work that you do each and every week here on the WrestleTalk podcast. And tonight we have a great show lined up. We're going to have the high spot segment here in just a few minutes. It's about 7.30. We're going to have Bobby D, the brand new SICW Central States champion, is going to be joining us here on the program. We're also going to have the FWWC Challenge segment. We're hoping to have Big Daddy P in the snippets of truth tonight. And approximately 8.20 or so this evening, we're going to be joined by the King of Chaos, Ricky Cruz. It's going to be a great night of pro wrestling action. But before we get things started... Boss, you and I, I mean, we've been friends for a long time. We know how this goes. But we need to have that co-host. We need to have that man, the the, the third man of our, our broadcast team here tonight on the WrestleTalk Podcast. So let's go ahead and hit the music for a proper introduction here this evening of my co-host here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Oh, I don't have that ready yet. but uh, All right, that's all right. We'll go ahead and take care of that later on this evening. But let's go ahead and welcome in the man known as the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Chris Rodell. Chris, how are you doing here this evening? Hey, Luke, how's it going tonight? Haas, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. So um, we got to talk, maybe during high, right, when we talk about high spots, don't go anywhere because um, I think we need to talk about what happened to WDWA this past weekend. And Haas knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I think we need to talk about it because it has to do with one of our good buddies, one of the OGs of the WTP, uh, uh, Nightmare Joe. So, right, yeah. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you right now, gentlemen, from what I heard and from what I understood here, uh, it was a very eventful evening, and I, I do have, and again, Hardcore Hoss, I hope you have this taken care of here. Uh, I am going to do something a little bit different here tonight. I'm going to have some breaking news here. Can you go ahead and hit the breaking news sounder here? As many people know, we got a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling. Hardcore Hoss, hopefully we can get that taken did care I, did of. I miss, did I miss something on NXT? 
Uh, yeah, there's already breaking news from NXT. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take care of that here. We're kind of... Uh, All right. Thank you, Haas, for that uh, breaking news sounder. Uh, just watching here momentarily. Uh, NXT is going on right now as we speak. I know tonight it was supposed to be Mandy Rose taking on Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, just moments ago, they showed at the beginning of the event, Roxanne Perez injured in the parking lot. Uh, don't know much more other than that, but like I said, we're going to kind of keep you informed as to what's going on. But Roxanne Perez was left laying in the parking lot outside of the NXT arena prior to tonight's NXT event. Uh, we'll have more information as soon as it becomes available. And gentlemen, like I said, we're going to talk about, pardon me, we're talking about that WDWA situation because that's that's one of those things that I got to tell you, I've been around wrestling a long time and I got to say maybe something that shouldn't have been done, but we're going to kind of hold off on that into the high spot segment here. But you know, guys, we have to make sure each and every week we've got our host, we got all the great viewers of the Russell Talk podcast, and make it a point to share this program to all your friends and your family because tonight's going to be a great program. We're going to have Bobby D. We're going to have Ricky Cruz. We also need to make it a point to talk about our great sponsors. And again, without the sponsors, we would not be in existence today. Royal Mills Transportation, great transportation company out of Kansas City, Rathbun Engraving. Uh, the great people behind the Russell <laughs> Podcast mug and those tumblers that the Night Owl has put out uh, available for purchase. Nobleman Barber's Lounge, KC, Astro Pete the Barber. I, I'm about ready to get an appointment with him real soon. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall, Everything Combat with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Militich and Jay Hollywood. Meet the S to KC Party Rentals and our good friends over at Interstate 70 Sports Media. And, of course, we would be remiss if we don't mention anything about the FWWC, the premier professional wrestling fantasy group. We're going to be hearing more from them later this evening, as well as you can catch them every Thursday evening at 7.30 right here on social media. Now, gentlemen, i got to tell you, it's been a busy week. We need to make sure that we get things taken care of here. And you know what it's time for? It's something we do each and every week to make sure things are right. Are you ready? We got to wait here just a minute to make sure our official uh, our official flag monitor is ready to go. Hardcore Hoss, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you because you do this oh so well. And I got to say, you're getting pretty close to outdoing Joe Lance. That says something because Joe was really good with this introduction, but you're becoming an expert with this. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you to make sure you take care of this important introduction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, is that time again, as we do each and every week, that time that we pay homage to the best damn country around and that being America, damn it. So if you will please remove your hats, place your hands over your hearts, it is time for our national anthem.
Okay, that kind of, the gremlins got it, I think. Oh, well, like I said, we're going to go ahead here. We're going to wait here just a moment, folks, because I know the hardcore Ross has gotten things taken care of. We are going to uh, take part in uh, weekly tradition here on the program, that being the national anthem. Hopefully the technology will be taken care of here. Hardcore Ross, are we, are we doing things okay here tonight, or are the gremlins back again for another visit? All right, let's see what happens with this one. Oh God! All it right, just, ladies and gentlemen, it, it it never gets better, does it? Well, I can say it's one of those things. We make sure to pay homage each and every week to the the great people that make this country one of the greatest, if not the greatest, country in the world. And again, we also want to give a shout out to all those that are defending our country each and every week as we bring this program forward, defending our country to make sure we can be able to bring this program to you each and every week. Now, gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, we got a lot of things to talk about. I mean, the 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 high spots meeting we had earlier today, I think was the longest meeting we've ever had when it comes to the WrestleTalk podcast because there's so much going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and go go ahead and again, let's hope the technology gremlins stay away. And we're going to go ahead and throw it to our good friend DJ Money to introduce us here on the Russell Talk Podcast to the high spot segment. Hardcore Hoss, keeping the finger off. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. Russell Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Claire Chops. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non-stop, like I'm one of the speakers of Blacktop. We hit hard, like chair shots and backdrops. Uh, I'm a flash, so like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up the steam while they stay slow. Wrestle talk, podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Uh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the High Spot segment this week on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're going to have a, a lot of discussion here, and uh, like I said, we got a lot of great comments that are going to be coming through here on the uh, chat as well. We're going to make sure to kind of filter those in as the night goes on. Hardcore Hoss, I know that you're taking care of the technology, but we got to bring you in here. I think this is like the number one thing that we've got to talk about here on the High Spots. There are a lot of big things to talk about today. And, of course, now I don't know if Hardcore Hoss is going to be able to join us or not. <clears throat> Hardcore Hoss, are you there? I hope so. He's the one running the board. But, hey, well, let's let's wait till we, once talk, when he gets back in, we can talk about it. So. Hey, Hoss! Hey, uh, yeah, I'm here. I would, I'm just, uh, like I say, I'm just working on some things at the same time. So. All right, well, we got to throw it to you for the first one because you're going to talk about what's going on in WDWA this week. And I got to tell you, this is kind of, if here's the line, 
I think this went above and beyond the line this past weekend. You got to clue us in to let us know what's going on in WDWA because this is some some serious stuff going on. Well, okay. <clears throat> Mr. Lance was supposed to be suspended from this show. And uh, during Demarcus's Kane's match, uh, the referee got knocked out that was in the ring, and a masked referee ran to the ring. And uh, Demarcus went for the pin, and the masked referee supposedly had a shoulder cramp that prevented him from counting the three. And then when uh, the opponent for Demarcus Kane low-blowed Demarcus and pinned him, a very fast three-count was made, and then it was discovered that the referee was none other than the suspended Joey Lance. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. And uh, <laughs> he was ended up thrown out of the ring. Uh, the match consequently was restarted. And Demarcus Kane retained his title. And it was also announced that at the next show, there's going to be a bunkhouse brawl. And one of the entrants for the over-the-top rope bunkhouse brawl would be none other than Mr. Joe Lance. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. And I know there's been a lot of people in the chat. For those who don't know, Joe Lance is one of the, actually the originator of the Russell Talk podcast. And WDWA is a promotion that he has been an official for many a year. And I got to tell you right now, I've been a referee. I've made some questionable calls in my career. But the questionable calls have always been on the side of right. I'm going to tell you right now, Joe made a monumental mistake. And I'm going to tell you, if he's got to be in that battle royal, I don't think we're going to see Joe Lance on the WrestleTop podcast. Well, he he said he states that he's going to sit on the middle rope as the match starts, and then as soon as the bell rings, he's jumping over. I don't think he's probably going to get his wish on that. I'm going to bet that there are going to be several wrestlers in that ring that are ready to uh, uh, give Joe a little bit of a uh, uh, action. Wouldn't you say that, Haas? Oh, I believe so, and. Uh... You know, I spoke with uh, the Latin Tornado who runs WDWA, or actually he's the owner, um, Gavin Jackson is commissioner, but uh, I spoke with Latin Tornado and, you know, he, he's considering, you know, kind of making Joe start in the center of the ring. So I, I don't know. I don't think he's going to make it out. Something tells me that, you know. Yes. So um, uh, to, to answer Christian's one of Christian's questions, WDWA is a promotion up in West Virginia. Am I right? West Virginia? Yes. yes. Uh, we've had several of their talents on there. And our co-host Joe is a uh, uh, refer, longtime referee up there. And all of a sudden he's gotten a little bit – He's he's – Going into business for himself, would you? Would you? Would, the, would that be safe to say? Uh, that'd uh, be an understatement, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and and Joe has finally gotten himself into something that I'm sorry, I I've seen the WDWA roster. Joe Lance has finally done something that he's not going to be able to weasel his way out of. I'm sorry, question, question I, 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 I Joey's one of my great and good friends, but Joe, I hope we see you on the program soon. 
I hope there. I just all I can hope for is I hope there's going to be a taser involved. So, Chris, I don't know what the deal is with that, but you know what? If you're if you're in the West Virginia area, and I know we're going to have some information on it on the Wrestle Talk podcast uh, social media. Make it a point to check out. <laughs> Jones, Joe Lance is going to be inside the ring, and Assad. Joe is the 2022 version of Dangerous Danny Davis. Uh, I don't know if I go that far because at least Danny Davis had a good backup behind him. Uh, I don't think Joe's got the backup right now. So only time will tell what happens for our good friend, Joe Lance, Nightmare Jones. He's going to have some problems. But let's go ahead and move on to um, another one of the high spots topics. There's a lot of things going on in the world of pro wrestling. Chris, I'm going to go ahead we and go to you. We got it. You yeah, have a couple got, good ones. Yeah, we got fight. We got Fighter Fest. We've got a whole bunch of other things going on. Um, but I think the biggest, one of the biggest stories of the week has to be the Jordan Grace tweet that she put out about Chris Benoit stating that he couldn't. Wording is pro- probably not the best here. That in the Chris Benoit in 2022 couldn't hang with half of the people in the in the wrestling business. And it's, it has come out since then that Jordan has apologized to to the family, apparently not to Chris or to Nancy Benoit's sister, which I just read on on four one one wrestling. Um, and they got together and they're going to raise some money for a group that does something with CTE. So, um, I mean, it's ill time. It was ill time. It was poorly written. I. D- I mean, really, hang. I mean, you know, guys, I'm just going to tell you flat out. One of the things that I've always learned in, in not just in professional wrestling, but in life in general, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody. Don't say anything. It's one of those where the Chris Benoit situation, I'm not going to go jumping into it because there's been countless different media avenues and, and different writers and different people who've been involved with it. It's one of those things right now. I don't know why it all came about, but I'm going to tell you right now, it was, to me, it was uncalled for. I mean, it's one of those where professional wrestling is always evolving. And when it comes down to it, comments like that don't need, don't need to be. That's why I'll be honest with you. That's why you don't see a lot of Luke Roberts media presence because social media is, is very, very, very toxic. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a good way to put it, Chris. So I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm reading the, I'm rereading this article. Uh, Chris Benoit's sister Sandra uh, took to Twitter Tuesday to take issue with the fact that that uh, put Chris Benoit in the focus over Nancy and Daniel. Uh, and she writes, and I quote, it's weird. I didn't hear my phone ring. I really thought the work I've been putting in for 15 years to keep and elevate my sister's legacy hadn't gone unnoticed. Guess my fam- my family is an afterthought again. I don't, I don't even know where to effing start. Um, and then she goes on to say to think I broke all the years of silence, ignored my personal pain and rage to successfully put every person mentioned in this apology tweet over time and again, in the press, doing PR, and on my platform. Why did I think it would be different? Effing uh, Groundhog's Day. So, and Jordan has come out since then and says that she's going to reach out to uh, her sister. But I just think every, I think we 
didn't need we it's 2022 we didn't need to bring up uh chris benoit again i i i think we need to put as a wrestler he was great but yeah i think i think it's time to uh put put the chris benoit talk to bed yeah chris i mean again it's one of those if you can't say anything uh respectful or nice about somebody you don't need to go out there on social media that's one of the reasons why social media is has become in a lot of avenues so as you said earlier so toxic in 2022 let's go ahead and move on to another question chris and uh the one that i'm going to bring up here um really is going to talk about a little bit of a different avenue here and that was uh many people have seen that a and e has started putting together uh, several things, including the biographies and the rival series. I think this is their second season of the biography series. And I know a lot of wrestling fans have been talking about the biography of The Undertaker. And that that's our question. What are your thoughts about the a, A&E biography on The Undertaker? Chris, I know um, you follow The Undertaker's career. You, you I've only watched, I only watched about half of it because uh, I got busy doing other things around the house. So it's on my DVR to watch. I haven't watched the Rival series. But if it's anything like last year's biography series, because uh, A&E was showing some of the old ones. They showed Sean and they showed Booker T and... There was another one I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember who it was yesterday on Sunday, but they do a pretty good job. They do a pretty good job of uh, laying out. So it will be very interesting to 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 watch. Undertaker is always one of the best characters around. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, Chris. I had the opportunity to watch it, and I'm not going to lie to the fans of the program. I wouldn't lie to anybody that would tell me about this. I have watched this countless times. Because to me, this really pulls the curtain back on the life of the Undertaker. Was it was it better than was it better than the last ride on the network? Ooh, that'd be a good question, Chris. Because to me, I think it's one of those where, well, certain avenues yes, but certain avenues no. I think that the um, the knowledge of the um, Undertaker early in his career. I think the last ride did a little bit of a better synopsis of it. But I think when you start looking at the undertaker's family and having the opportunity to <clears throat> his mother and his wife and seeing all the different things about his kids. And again, I know Assad put out there that the, um, the, the uh, last ride is way better. And, and I get that. And I'm not downplaying the last ride. I think the last ride was a great series. But I think on on certain avenues, I really think this A and E biography was just as good. Yeah, well, and, in the last the last ride series came out about the same time the ESPN was doing the Last Dance uh, series with Michael Jordan, and I, I remember posting some of this like y'all are watching Last Dance, I'm watching the Last Ride from on the WWE on Peacock. So, um, and, and to, I, to bef- before we go on, Alex, come back in the second hour. We'll, we'll Ricky will want to have a talk with with that about uh, about the brotherhood losing. On I'm sure he'll have something to say about that. We will ask him about that. Um, so we got a lot to talk about with Ricky Cruz. Ricky Cruz has got a lot of irons in the fire right now. That is true. That is true, Chris. And I mean, again, we're going to have in about five minutes or so, we're going to have Bobby D, the brand new SICW Central Stage Champion, is going to be joining us as well. Let's go ahead here. We've got a couple minutes until Bobby D is going to be joining us. Chris, let's go ahead and talk about another high spots topic because there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about uh, uh, 
I don't know. What do you want to talk? You want to talk about Fighter Fest this week or these next two weeks, I should say? That apparently we're going. That apparently on the second week we're going to get a barbed wire uh, match uh, with the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, in a shark cage. I guess it's to celebrate shark. I guess it's Shark Week in two weeks. I get. I don't know. I'm not. I don't do that. I, I don't do the Shark Week thing. Just. Just. So, um. But my question is: Is do the does the AEW, I guess, special dynamite shows take away from the quote unquote pay-per-views that they do like all out and uh, double or nothing? Well, Chris, I got to tell you right now, when we discussed this in our meeting uh, earlier today about this, I was very, very quiet. I mean, I was, and I think you would agree with me. I was extremely quiet, which is unusual for me, but I got to tell you right now, Wrestling has changed in 2022. Now people say, oh, well, thanks, thanks, Luke. But thanks for being obvious. Thanks for right you, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Well, there, there's, a, there's a difference. And, and, and my thinking of it is this. NXT and AEW have been somewhat doing similar things. And allow me to explain. AEW and who? AEW and NXT. Okay. Now, NXT has been known to put on special events. <laughs> AEW has been putting on more special events. Now, in the case of NXT, they're putting on four events a year on pay-per-view. I think, I think that's the number right now. It's four. I think AEW is putting, if I remember right, six maybe? Is it four? It's, mm-hmm. four, it's six, I believe. But the thing is, though, when you're, it, it, it seems like, and I mean, again, maybe I'm wrong, but you have things like Blood and Guts. Then you have Fighter Fest. Then I remember in, in years past, they've had Fight for the Fallen and so on and so forth. It's like everything has to have a title and then everything has to be a unique <coughs> extravaganza. To me, I think, honestly, and this is going to sound strange because I'm not a huge advocate for NXT in this case. I think NXT has the right balance. I think AEW is kind of taking it a little too far. I, I because I think NXT they can't they can't do um, the major pay. I, I just feel with this NXT 2.0 uh, format, I don't think they really can support the major like everything being a takeover because what do you think about when you think about takeover you think of some of the best matches in nxt history you think about you you think about uh um you think about the ladder match for the north american championship you think you about, think about bailey bailey and sasha in a iron woman match you think of bailey and sasha in brooklyn you think about you think you, you think about uh what was it? Uh, Cesaro and Sami Zayn. You think about you, you think, think about, about the wars with Champ uh, with Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, you look at the War Games matchups, which have really been kind of making a statement. There's a lot of things that NXT when they bring their main event uh, events together, they make sense. But to me, I think AEW is kind of uh, jumping the shark. No, I think they're. I think they're giving a little too much. They're putting a little too much emphasis on a weekly thing, and I mean everything has to have a title. Everything has to be. It's almost like everything has to have its own little niche. 
And I think right now, as it stands, I think AEW is doing a little too much. And I think, I mean, granted, NXT 2.0 really hasn't brought a lot forward lately. They have, I think they have the right formula. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just, maybe I just don't like the color scheme of NXT 2.0. I mean, and that, it, 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 it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening there. And I mean, again, there's a lot of things we can talk about now real quick here. I know that in just a minute, we're going to be joined by our first guest and hardcore Hoss. I know that he's trying to take care of the tech issues here. Hopefully everything will be good to go. Um, also as a reminder to make it a point later tonight, uh, after you've watched the WrestleTalk podcast, you can make it a point. Uh, right now, Cameron Grimes is in the ring addressing the situation that happened last week. <laughs> I like it. It's too bright. It's like you come off of like an acid trip or something. You're on an acid trip or something, you know. It's, it's, it's a bit much. Well, right now, as it stands here, hold on just a second here. Um, right now, uh, we're checking here. Uh, our guest is going to be here momentarily. I'm um, just waiting here. I know Hardcore Hoss is taking care of things. I'm just waiting here. As a reminder, too, make it a point. Share this program. We're going to have Bobby D and Ricky Cruz on this program tonight. Wrestling Chaos is the title. I mean, again, this, I don't think the name could be any more apropos. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean we got we got two of the best in the area going coming in, and uh, and um it's going to be it's going to be a good night. We're going to ha- we're going to have some fun. We we might have to alert the network. We may go a little bit long like we always I shouldn't say that we we always end up going long. So, but uh And you know after last week's technical difficulties, we always make sure to deliver the best in professional wrestling talk, best in discussions, the best everything when it comes to professional wrestling each and every week. And right now here I'm I'm getting a message here on my computer uh, give me just a minute. I know our first guest is here. Um, so, Chris, if you'd be so kind, um, I want to go ahead and, and do this introduction because absolutely, this is, man, this is a man I've had the opportunity to know pretty much his entire career. I have been in countless different rings with this man, and I got to tell you, this gentleman has been, I got to say right now, is probably one of the most underrated professional wrestlers in the St. Louis area. He has been inside the ring now for nearing 15 years. And anytime you step in the ring with our first guest this evening, you've got a man who is capable of wrestling any style. You want to wrestle amateur? He can go. You want to go into this mixed martial arts kind of a shoot style? He can go. You want to brawl? He can go. You want to fly over the ropes? He can fly over the ropes. He doesn't do it often, but he can do it. And I got to tell you right now, this man is, and this is going to sound strange, Chris, <coughs> I would have to say this man should be considered, and when we're in July, he needs to be considered as one of those individuals that needs to be put in consideration for wrestler of the year. I think he's done a phenomenal job in 2022. His win loss record has been nothing short of phenomenal. And at this time, again, we're going to make sure our technology uh, is taken care of here. We're going to go ahead and bring on our first guest this evening. Please welcome to the Russell talk podcast, the SICW 
Central Stage Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Bobby D to the program. Bobby, how are you doing here this evening? Uh, I'd say we're waiting here. We got some music going. That's great to be here, Luke. It's an honor. That was a great intro. Uh, very humbled by your words. I've, like you said, known you a long, long time. You're probably the ref in my first match. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, go to it. And you know something right now? I want to I want to emphasize something right here. Look over Bobby D's shoulder. If any man in a span of, uh, what would you say, Bobby, three months? Uh, yeah, it was back-to-back months that I won these two things, the Central States title and the Bruiser Brody Memorial Cup. Back-to-back months. And he has two of the most coveted pieces of hardware in SICW. If you can't say that this man got a wave of momentum, there, I mean, you've got to put Bobby D in, in, in the mix here. Now, now, Bobby, I want to go ahead and take a little bit. I know a lot of people know you inside the ring, mm-hmm. but I want to take the, the fans back a little bit. Kind of, we talked earlier with The Undertaker and the A&E biography. We want to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit. And we want to talk about the young Bobby D, the Bobby D that doesn't have the cool mohawk and the red hair. <laughs> And things along those lines. Let's go back to when you were young. What drew your attention? What was the first thing that really drew your attention to the world of professional wrestling? I stumbled upon WCW as a kid. And I saw Chris Benoit in there. I saw Dean Malenko was one of my favorites. Like So many times I'd rewind the tapes just like, how did he do that? See, I wanted to know how these moves worked. And there are people like... Billy Kidman and Hooventu flying around doing 450 splashes off the apron and shooting star presses. Like it was these mid Carter like fuse that really just drew me in. I wanted to know how they did everything, and I wanted to do that myself. Well, Bobby, I got to tell you right now, one of the things that you got to look at in your career. I mean, again, first of all, some people may say, "Oh, WCW," eh. but I got to agree with you when you see wrestlers like. And, uh, again, you mentioned a lot of them. Chris Benoit, uh, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I'd even want to go in the idea of looking at wrestlers like Ultimo Guerrero. Exactly. Or, yeah. or, 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 uh, Ultimo Dragon and, and wrestlers from New Japan that were coming in. WCW mm-hmm. was giving every giving everybody their little avenue. Whether it was you wanted to see the high flyers, you could see the high flyers. You wanted to see the mat technicians, you could see the mat technicians. You wanted to see the guys who could brawl and do power bombs and things like that. You could have that too. But like I said, I want to I want to go ahead and move on a little bit. Now, a lot of people have seen Bobby D in the ring, and they're not going to take anything away from you because you are a technical wizard inside the ring. But a lot of people don't know that you have a very extensive background before you even stepped foot inside the ring. I know that a lot of your opponents don't even know some of those things. We're kind of kind of Given them a little bit, can you share with the listeners, with the viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast, you go from being a wrestling fan and there's a time when you get in the ring. Can you share that time from being early teens to becoming a pro wrestler? How did you prepare for pro wrestling? The biggest preparation was, without a doubt, amateur wrestling. You break your body every day doing amateur wrestling. Uh, No greater workout, I don't believe. But uh, I did that when I became a freshman in high school. Fell in love with wrestling even more, just a different aspect of wrestling. 
again, you just beat yourself and beat yourself and really makes you mentally tough because you got to learn how to work through your own BS because there's no tag partner to tag in. There's no teammates like in football. You really just have to get mentally tough and learn how to work through it and fight through it and get to that victory. And that was like eye-opening and one of the greatest things. I went to Oklahoma University for wrestling camps, got to meet uh, Jake Hager there. Uh, he was still their heavyweight wrestler and their defensive end for their football team at the time. Uh, just really cool experiences. Learned a lot of the ins and outs. Took a little bit of judo, learned how to do some extra throws and whatnot. Just uh, combat. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, and again, hold on one second, Chris. I, I want to throw this out. And you, and you know this area very well, Chris. Being from the St. Louis area, the St. Louis area has a very, very well-rounded amateur wrestling background. And, and the school that you went to has been consistently known for providing regional and state champion wrestlers. And I like how you said that earlier and the idea of where when you get on the mat, and I, I speak from experience. I, I'm not going to fib. I won two matches as an amateur. We'll not talk about the 30-some that I lost. <laughs> but yeah. when, you're on the, when you're on the mat, when you're inside the circle, when you're in the referee's position – and you're having that opportunity to compete, there's nobody you can count on. It's you, you, and you. And again, anybody that's seen you in the ring, they can see how all of that stuff blends together. Now, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, my broadcast colleague, Chris Rodell, has followed your career as well as I have. And, and Chris, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you because I know because you've got some questions as well. He comes from a long line of D's. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had to make the joke. I, I had to make the joke. Um, I always like to ask the first time that you train that you went to training and you did a back bump. What was that feeling like? Because everyone says that everyone seems to see it, say the same thing that it's just like nothing you'll ever experience in your life. It's like it, it's it's like your body. Your, it's like your aura is is above you because all the breath is out of your body. <laughs> What do you th so the breathe the the breathing was good. Uh, I actually took judo before that, and you learn to fall or bump the same way to try to maybe lessen that so that you can get back up and you can fight a little harder. Uh, judo teaches you a lot of those same things. However, I trained my first bumps at uh, South Broadway MMWA, where they have the old wrestling at the Chase Ring. That is like landing on concrete. <laughs> it is not like there, Bobby. You really are. That, that, that kind of sounds. That kind of sounds like the old GCW ring that's in the training center. Am, am I, apparently, that's a beast. Or uh, this is this is going to date me, date me and Luke probably, but uh, probably the the hardest ring I've ever been, I've ever refereed in. And I know Luke's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Is Car Carol Brown's ring for for his, his, his with the with the wood and that we that we use for MM, MVWA at times. Well, well, I'm going to tell you right now, when, when Bobby D talks about the South Broadway Training Center, I had an opportunity. I first trained there years and years ago under um, under uh, John Blackheart and Pete Madden, along with my own brother who had been competing for a number of months at that point in time. That ring, the first time you fall on it, I mean, again, I had a little bit of a background. Whew, that's an experience, let me tell you. <laughs> but Chris, I'm gonna go ahead and turn things back to you because there's I know you got a lot more to to share with the with the viewers this evening. Yeah, I was doing some research into what was what your your career and everything. Um you mentioned your your feud with a uh, superstar Steve Fender. Mm -hmm. What did that mean to you and what did that teach you? 
that taught me basically to think a little bit more. Um, don't just go out there and swing for the fences. Let's figure out how to get where I need to be at the right time so I can really lay it in there right. Um, just really digging deep and thinking about things a little bit beyond the surface, if I could say it like that. And you said the that the uh, the feud culminate. I can't talk. I can't talk. Culminated <laughs> in uh, a lumberjack match in Belleville, mm-hmm. Illinois. What did it mean to wrestle in your hometown? Every time I've gotten to wrestle in Belleville, it has been a great experience. There's always a great turnout. Crowd is super loud. Um, I mean, you feel the vibrations going through you. It's uh, that one, the Belleville Little Devil Show. And the Matt Creek show, or the, not Matt Creek, the um, Missouri Athletic Club, those are the three shows that will always stand out to me as the greatest shows I've ever done. Just because the energy in the room is like no other. You sit there and feel it, and like it motivates you. It's like, I need to take it up 10 more notches. I cannot settle. And I got one more question, and I'll send it back to Luke here in a second. We're going to talk about that one of those pieces of hardware over your shoulder. We're going to talk about the Bruiser Brody Cup. That has to mean something special to you, being the Bruiser Brody Cup champ or winner, trophy holder for the next year. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? Getting the honor of winning it was phenomenal, just because the people that have like. Gary Jackson had it last year. I have so much respect for that man. So man, going Gary, from him to me. Let's just talk about – can we just talk about Gary Jackson real quick? Yeah. Side note, Gary Jackson looks the exact same now <laughs> as he did 25 years ago. I and, recently watched on YouTube him and um, Shawn Michaels, and he you are right. He looks – Exactly the same. Have you seen the Have you seen the match with Razor Ramon in that spot that he takes with the Razor's Edge? Yes. Yeah. So where he spins on it, where he basically spins on his head. So Gary's one of a kind. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the. I'm sorry. That was just that was just a side. Every time someone brings up Gary Jackson, I have to say, <laughs> you have to say, you have to literally say, you know, he looks the same. He has he hasn't changed a bit. So no. And, and not too long ago, up. I actually got to listen to him for probably about. Four hours just talking about his career, how he got started. That man is another plethora of knowledge. Sit under that learning, sit under that learning tree as long as you can. Absolutely, because I mean, you never know. You never know how long he's going to be. I mean, he's probably going to be around forever. I mean, it's good. He looks it's, like it, <laughs> and he's still built that way. So it's it's great. But uh, but the Bruiser Brody Cup, you're you're now on that lineage. Does that mean you have a? Does that make you think you have a target on your back now? Absolutely. Uh, you go out there, and I bring both of these pieces of hardware to my ring. I, you know, you always hear Lucky P. Oh, he's you know so full of himself and all this, and that has to bring all. It is an honor to have these things. I know people look at these things and they want these things as well. I earned them. I'm going to keep working hard. I'm going to keep a hold of them. And as I was starting to say there. Uh, just because the people that held them before me, that is a wonderful honor of itself. But then to have Barbara Goodish herself award me the trophy and her words of encouragement after was, it, it's, you know, it touches the heart. It's great honor. And winning a battle Royal is not easy. I mean, you have no. to kind of, you, you, you kind of have to watch because you got legs, arms, as Gorilla Monsoon said, you, you have uh, arms and legs flying everywhere and you, you just, you just got to make sure that you don't get hurt. You know, you don't, I mean, 
I've seen people blow out their knee in Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Yeah. And the last one that came down was me and Big Kowalski. And then the next month is when I took that title. That, yeah. And Kowalski's a, Kowalski's a big man. Big, big man. <laughs> that very next month, I gave him a good German suplex and my shoulder hurt for the next month. <laughs> All right, Luke, I'll let you take it back over for a little bit. Well, I got to tell you right now, you talked about uh, Kowalski, and I got I've got a lot of comments that have been thrown out here as well, talking about not only Kowalski, but the Dogtown Underground. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, again, that's one thing I got to ask you with, with having Kowalski and Mahler McDarby kind of coming together, how do you kind of keep watch over yourself knowing you have those two men, the former champion and a man who's held championship gold in SICW constantly looking for you. You have to have eyes in the back of your head. Not only is Mahler McDarby out there, he's a former SICW tag champion too. So he knows how to play that pack mentality, get to you when the ref can't see you and really lay it in there. Uh, And and he has that shillelagh. (laughs) The very hard shillelagh. (laughs) <laughs> I have felt it on more than one occasion. Uh, and actually, this uh, coming up Sunday at the Gateway Grizzlies, I'm giving Kowalski his rematch. We'll be wrestling. SICW's putting on four matches right before the Grizzlies game, and Kowalski and I will be headlining that show for his rematch for this title. Are so I'm going to have to watch eyes in the back of my head this coming Sunday. Are you, re- are you ready? Uh, born ready. <laughs> I've been taught since wrestling in high school. Coach Al Sears taught us. Every day you get a little better or you get a little worse. You never stay the same. So every day you have to work. Does your strategy change when you're facing such a big man? I mean, he's pushing 400. <sighs> when I went against him the first time, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to throw him. So it, it definitely changed that time. Now I know I can throw him, even if it's going to hurt for a while after. It'll help me retain that title. So it's going to be a little bit the same. A little of that goes into – Back when Luke first uh, saw me getting started, I did all these different styles. I did the high flying. I did the technical. I would do this and that. And then I talked to Larry Madison, and he told me, keep it simple, stupid. You know how to wrestle amateur style. Bring that in here. Use it and dominate with it. And so that's what I've been switching to. Um, So that's what I plan on doing, going in there, getting him off his feet. And if I need to throw him around, I know I can now. Well, well, I got to throw this out here. You mentioned the different styles, and I mean, again, these might be some names that people don't know. But but going back and doing the research, wrestlers <coughs> help train you, and I'm going to leave a couple out for for particular reasons here. Uh, look at wrestlers like Shaft, Frankie and Jimmy D, Johnny Courageous, Marshall Wade, Phil E. Blunt, Brandon Espinoza. I mean, there's a variety of different styles and abilities on that list. And again, Bobby D. consistently. Is learning the he's learning the knowledge he's going and he's learning from everybody. Now, you talked earlier about Steve Fender, and you've talked about Kowalski. There are two other men that I've had the opportunity to see you be in the ring against, and both of these men have been very well known and accomplished in the St. Louis area. The first one I want you to share just a little bit on your feud with Jeremy Lightfoot. That was probably my first big feud. Uh, Lightfoot, he did a lot of helping me train. At, at the time when I was at Broadway, 
it was whatever veteran you could beg to train you, trained you that night. And it yep. might not be the same person two nights from now. I went down on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It might not be the same person. Lightfoot was always willing to pass on that knowledge. Uh, he's the one that taught me my chops that I use still today. Um, so getting that feud with him meant a lot. Uh, basically, you know, the student trying to become the teacher didn't work out so great back then. <laughs> Love to get a rematch again nowadays, now that I uh, know a little bit more than I used to. Um, I believe if I counted them right, because back then I actually rewound the tapes and counted them. In our last match, we had 68 chops between the two of us. Jesus. <sighs> it hurt to breathe on my way home. <laughs> It I'm felt like my chest was kicking in. The end of the match, Bobby. <laughs> oh well, yeah, but you got a drilling something then. As that wore down, it's like, what is this feeling? <laughs> I gotta tell it, you, it, it, it takes a while for that adrenaline to wear off, but when that adrenaline wears off, you're like, it's hard. Oh. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, when you talk about pro wrestlers, and again, I know what I've, I've had an opportunity in 35 years to experience a lot of wrestlers, but I'm gonna tell you right now, the only group that is ever chopped harder than Jeremy Lightfoot is the Smith family. Oh. And I had an opportunity. I got, I got to share a little story. I don't know if I've ever shared this one with you or not. I remember when I was first training to be a pro wrestler many, many years ago. And my brother was an in-ring competitor. Now, for those that I really haven't shared a lot, my brother was a big guy. He was like Kowalski size big. But the man could move. And one night, he made the mistake of saying that there was no one that could throw a chop harder than he could. And Ed Smith, seniors, stood, yes, Ed Smith, not Keith Smith, but Ed Smith, stood up two steps and chopped him hard enough through a sweatshirt, through a T-shirt, and, and through everything else, and basically split him open almost side to side with one chop. I mean, again, that's one of those when you have the opportunity – to be in a ring and you learn with somebody like a Jeremy Lightfoot. That's one. And speaking of which, Jeremy Lightfoot, if you look at the bottom of the screen, he's checking out the program tonight because we knew we had Bobby D on the program. Now, the other gentleman I want to talk about, you've had a lot of a very, very storied rivalry with. A man that a lot of St. Louis wrestling fans know. And I got to tell you, if you're anywhere else in the area, this is a man that you need to, to study on, not just Bobby D, but you also need to study and look at a man by the name of the Big Texan. Now, Bobby, you've had some wars with this man. And I'm going to tell you, Big Texan, don't let the name fool you. He's a big dude. But when it comes down to it, i got to ask you, what is it like to be standing across the ring from somebody the likes of the Big Texan? Uh, it's a little intimidating. <laughs> a little? Uh, you know, he's, he's like a taller Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a lot of people know he's my brother-in-law. So we actually did a little bit of our training together. Um, because of that, he knows what I do. I know what he does. And that makes it an even crazier, more dangerous match. Cause you know, you have to lay things in even harder cause you might not get another opportunity cause he knows what I'm going to do. I know what he's going to do. So, I mean, it's really just laid in their heart. We actually had a hardcore match once. Uh, there's blood all over the walls and the pictures of it and everything else. And it, again, it's, it's intimidating. <laughs> well, I got to tell you right now, Bobby, I mean, again, when you talk about battles with the big Texan, I know from being the little brother in, in, in a situation, when you get in the ring with family, 
I don't know what the deal is, but it's just like a license to go that much harder. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, I've had some wars, and Chris will tell you, I've had some wars with my brother throughout the Midwest. My first re- my first match I ever refereed was was Luke when he was doing his uh, Techno Kid gimmick. What? Um, who? Who? Yeah, right. Techno Kid. <laughs> tech, tech, techno Kid, may he, may he R.I.P. Um, techno Kid and, and, and his brother, that was his first match, and they decided that they were going to start the match on the outside of the ring and, <laughs> and brawl and brawl to the ring. So um, let's just say I will remember that match for as long as I live, because when you're having to brawl with somebody almost three times your size and you got to find a way to keep up with them. And, and Lord knows what he's saying in your Lord, Lord knows what your own brother is saying in your ear the entire time. So I mean, we'll, we'll keep well, that one for another episode of the wrestle talk podcast. So, so, like- so Bobby, uh, I was going to ask a question. Now I completely forgot. Uh, have you ever, we, we, in our eight in our eight o'clock hour, we have uh, our other guest, Ricky Cruz. Have you ever crossed paths with Ricky Cruz? I have here and there, no real big time feuds, but that's one where we talk about people I've been trained by. Ricky Cruz is another one of those names that I did forget to list when I talked to you a little bit, Luke. Uh, but he is another guy where we were kind of always on the same side of the fence, even if we weren't uh, going against each other. We're on the same side of the fence, and like. He would just give me advice in the locker room. He's a guy that's willing to pass on that knowledge. He's a great individual. And I love sitting underneath Ricky Cruz's uh, learning tree anytime I can. It's one of my favorite people to share a locker room with. And when we talk about people that know how to chop, Ricky Cruz can throw a chop. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw one out here. And again, we we have to mention again what's uh, behind your shoulder there. You have to say that when it comes down to 2022, you have been on a monumental winning streak. And, and as I mentioned in the introduction, right now one of the, the early candidates for wrestler of the year here in the St. Louis area because of that winning streak, how does it feel after all the years of paying your dues inside the ring, all the wars that you've had, how does it feel to finally get that momentum of one match turns into two, turns into three, and you have that consistent winning streak? How does that feel? What does that do to you, Bobby? It is a huge confidence boost after every single match. As you said, I haven't lost since we got back from COVID. I haven't lost a singles match yet. Nice. Um, and every single match, dig a little deeper, confidence gets higher. And as I stated earlier, you know, I got to keep working every day. Every day you get better or you get worse. You never stay the same. So I'm constantly working out. I've constantly watched it. I recently started, I'm ashamed to say it, that it's just recently that I started watching. Um, uh, Luthes, and there are so many times I'll get on YouTube and rewind his videos. It's like, how did he get from this spot to this spot? Like, how did he do that? These transitions are so smooth and amazing. So you go, you, I'm you go out of stuff and trying to use that to prepare. And these wins are just pushing me to watch more and more and more. You go down rabbit, hole, you go down random rabbit holes, and sometimes you, sometimes you find some hidden gems and probably stuff that you could use in your in your own matches. Uh, Absolutely. I want to ask about one thing coming up, an upcoming show uh, for the uh, for the little little devils uh, football. Pro- this is little devils wrestling program, which you're heavily involved in. So why don't you tell the fa- the Russell Talk podcast uh, fans and family about the little devils wrestling program and the upcoming show? 
So I'm actually a board member there. It's the Belleville Little Devils uh, Boys Football Club. We allow girls to play football, too. Just an old name that, you know, we recently got them bylaws changed last year. Anyway, uh, I'm a board member there. It's a huge fundraiser. It helps provide money to keep kids off streets, doing things like wrestling, cheerleading, and uh, football. I'm also not only a board member, but I'm a wrestling coach there. So I spend a ton of time up there. <laughs> if I'm not working out and preparing for my wrestling, I'm helping these kids prepare for their wrestling, basically. Uh, it's a huge fundraiser. Again, or as I said earlier, that's one of my top three matches of all or shows I've done of all time. Um, having everybody there, all my little wrestlers and a bunch of other football players and cheerleaders cheering it on, keeping that environment and the noise and electricity going through you. It's a feeling that I can't even properly describe. Um, it just motivates you. And then knowing that this money is going to go to help their program is just phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's not, I, I, I've always liked doing fundraiser shows for we've done we've done for several football programs and and we did it for share and we've done it for uh, the America, the American Stroke Association. So, I mean, sometimes you have to give back in the wrestling world. So. Yeah. So if you're in Belleville on November 19th, that's when we're holding that show at the Belleville Little Devils. Where, where's the where is the little? The, I do not have the address on me, but it's at Citizens Park. If you Citizens go in Park. that entrance around the back, there's a giant yellow building where we do all of our amateur wrestling. We awesome. roll up the mats and we put a wrestling ring in there and we just have a great time. Yeah, I mean, hey, you you, you can put a wrestling ring anywhere. We put wrestling rings <laughs> in the middle of the street before, so. True, well, like I said, uh, we've got Bobby D here, the SICW Central Stage Champion, the 2022 uh, Bruiser Brody Memorial Cup holder. Um, like I said, we've got a couple more minutes with you. I want to ask one more question. And again, this is not trying to, to say that you're not going to get past Kowalski this coming Sunday. But I want to ask you, when your career is over, when you put several more years into the wrestling profession, my this, this is a twofold question. One, what's left for Bobby D to accomplish? And two, what will the fans say? when they remember the career of Bobby D? Uh, hopefully they say, you know, that I had a ton of heart, that I left it out there in every single match to put on the best match and show possible. Uh, and as far as what's left out there, there's other titles to get a hold of there at SICW. Um, I still need to get a hold of some tag titles, and we have another heavyweight title I need to get a hold of as well. As my kids get older, um, I have been, deba been debating venturing out to places like Newbreed and a couple of these other places. Uh, we'll just see where it goes from there. Well, and you, and you brought up too the uh, brand new SICW classic wrestling champion. Uh, once again, Attila Khan, I got to ask you, and I've asked a lot of people I've asked Chris and Chris is Chris has um, had some pretty, Attila Khan scares, scares the hell out of me. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. He just scares so you're the a normal human. Right. <laughs> well, here, here's my question. How being, I mean, again, in, in theory, the Central States Championship is the logical next step up is the Classic Championship. How do you wrestle? How do you prepare for somebody like Attila Khan? I mean, I've been around 35 years, and I don't know what I would do. I'm like Chris. I think I would be shaking in my boots. I really do. It, it would be scary for sure. Like, there is no doubt he is a nasty mean individual that who knows how dark and dirty he will get um 
you just gotta take him like anybody else. He is a human. Uh, you take him down, you put him on his back, you keep him there, and he's just as big as everybody else once he's laying on his back. That is true, Bobby. I mean, again, that's that amateur wrestling coming out in you. And again, it's one of those, once you get a man down, everybody's the same when they're on the mat. I learned that from my coach many, many years ago. Except for Kowalski. He's still about the size of half a person. (laughs) So, like I said, um, at this point, Bobby, um, I want to go ahead and take just a minute here because, like I said, I know your time is very important, especially with your big match coming up this coming Sunday. Um, For those that want to see you in action this weekend, uh, can they go ahead? Uh, can you go ahead and share that information with the viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast? And also, if there's anybody that wants to follow you personally inside the ring, how can they follow you? Uh, this weekend, uh, this coming up Sunday, we are doing that show. I believe the bell time is four o'clock. Uh, we're going to have four matches again, headlined by Kowalski and myself for that Central States title. Uh, if you want to follow me, uh, SICW Explosion on Facebook is a great place. Um, I also post things myself, uh, Bobby Weidler on Facebook. Uh, look for me on there in the picture. Um, that's one of the greatest places to go. And for my merch, it's BobbyDWrestling.com. Like I said, you know where to find him. You know where to find him this Sunday as he's defending that SICW Classic. Or I wouldn't say Classic Championship, the Central States Championship against Kowalski, the rematch, and then who knows, maybe later this year with the momentum you've built from your winning streak, maybe we'll see Bobby D and Attila Khan for that classic championship. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby, thank you for your time. Thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to be a part of the Talk podcast this evening. And as I always say, you are now officially a part of the Talk family. Definitely don't be a stranger. And like I said, we look forward to seeing great things coming from you. You've already had a great first half of 2022. Let's see it continue, and hopefully more gold, more hardware comes to you as we go through the rest of the year. Anytime. It was an honor being here. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Bobby. It was great talking to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby D., the SICW Central States Heavyweight Champion, right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. A great first hour here on the program. Oh, hey, look who showed up in the chat. Joe Lance. We had just talked about you earlier, Joey boy, Um, how you uh, have to participate in this bunkhouse bunkhouse brawl match and um i think you should start in the middle of the ring that's just me i mean if you're still there you can you can put something in the chat but uh yeah joey we we, we talked all about you earlier so you can go back and check out the replay of the wrestle talk podcast so that is true and i gotta tell you right now joe as i said earlier on i'll say it again we've been friends for years i hope you're able to come back to the wrestle talk podcast <laughs> after the bunkhouse brawl <laughs> all right now speaking of which we got to get things moving here because we got a lot of things to be taken care of here. Uh, actually, as a matter of fact, Hardcore Hoss has joined us again. Hoss, I got to ask you, uh, a good friend of ours, which has kind of become like a like a, uh, a member of the Wrestle Talk family, but I mean, again, he's almost almost like another, I guess, what they say, kind of like a host of the program. Is, is he backstage? Wait a minute. Hoss, you're on mute. He's got Lou Roberts uh, technology issues here with the microphone being off. Let's try that again, Hoss. Yeah, well, we kind of have two people backstage here, so, you know. So so both our our next two guests are backstage? Tasers better not be banned, Joe. I want to see some taser action. You getting tasered in this bunkhouse brawl. Um, 
So anyway, <laughs> well, now that we've got we've gotten back off of that taser thing, um, we're going to go ahead right now. And, and Chris, I know that you've got to take care of some business here. And Hardcore Hoss, I know that you want to go ahead and bring forth our next guest, a man who's pretty much getting known here every week here on the program. I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you so we can talk a little bit of FWWC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week where we talk about the fantasy worldwide wrestling chapter, the FWWC, the best damn promotion around anywhere you can find. Of course, I could be a little biased because, you know, I am in there. But uh, still, so let's get the man in here himself to talk about some upcoming matches this week. The one, the only, C. What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Am I coming in live on the WrestleTalk podcast tonight? You are live, loud, and clear, my man. What's going down? It's been a while. How you guys doing tonight, man? Good to see everybody. Awesome to have you on the program, Mr. CEO. And I got to tell you, a lot of people have been asking me what's going on in the FWWC. And I tell them they got to make it a point to check us out each and every Tuesday night right about this time. And also check us out on Thursday night at 730. Am I correct with that? That is correct. Every Tuesday, I show up live here to announce our car for our Friday night challenge. But if you want to get the meat and potatoes, because I'm not I'm not going to give it all away tonight. See, I've been giving a lot away each week. Uh-uh. You guys blessed me to be on your show for my segment, but if you want the meat and potatoes, if you want the barbecue sauce, you know the Kansas City sauce you guys like? If you want the sauce, you got to listen to the FWC tonight every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Central. So I'm going to come in here, do what I do, make a couple of announcements, and I'm going to bounce because you guys got a heck of a show that's cracking tonight. I ain't going to take up too much of your time. Don't want the night owl getting on me and catching any heat. You know what I mean? All right. Well, like I said, CEO, we're not going to take any more time. We're going to go ahead and throw it right to you because there's a lot of things happening in the FWWC, and we got to talk about Friday night. We do got to talk about Friday night. So, uh, Hoss, if you can, do you do you do your magic, man? Do your magic. I love how you do the technology here. So here's the deal. Um, two things I'm gonna hit hit on real quick. Uh, this Friday night's challenge, seven fifteen. I need to welcome back a few people to the FWWC. We were on a little break, if you know, right after. FWC Money in the Bank, which I tell you what, we're going to do a little review about that this upcoming Thursday. But this Friday night, we're going to keep it simple, we're going to keep it sweet, and we're going to welcome back three superstars. Technically, welcome back two. One's been around. Unfortunately, he suffered a defeat at Money in the Bank. But we're going to welcome back none other than El Luchador to KC. We're going to welcome back the Battle Cat and also Robert in a triple threat tag, uh, in a triple threat match. Now, the main event of the night, the one that everybody wants to see, the one that everybody's talking about. Hoss, you know about factions in the FWC. There's a ton of factions. There's uh, alliances, good and bad. But there's been a lot of heat with NFG and Assassin Syndicate. And this Friday night, I don't know what the hell happened with Ace. Hopefully he can get to the arena by Friday night. But this Friday, it will be NFGs, none other. Remy Ricks versus Assassin Syndicate's Ace. Now. Hoss, you've been involved in these challenges this past couple weeks as it relates to the FWC Money in the Bank briefcase. But before I go there, major, major shout out, major, major congratulations to the Prophets of Madness. Hoss, I was there. You was there. This thing was going on. It was gritty. It was rowdy. But we finally, finally have number one contenders for the FWC. 
WWC Tag Team Championships, and that is Prophets of Madness. They will go toe-to-toe with none other than the longest reigning FWC Tag Team Champions in the history of this group, the Law Dogs. That is none other than the Lawmen, who is also our FWC Heavyweight Champion, and El Mataratas, who is also our FWC Warriors Heart Champion. So shout out to those guys, man. Major congratulations. But I'm going to make an announcement this Thursday, Hoss. Now, you know I always gas you up on the show. I always try to gas up my announcements. But I'm telling you right now, this Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Central, I am going to make an announcement concerning the FWC Money in the Bank briefcase that has never been done before. There was controversy last night. The brief, We don't even know where the hell the briefcase is. We, we, we got to find it. But I am going to make an announcement concerning that match, concerning that briefcase, concerning swag, concerning sick, that is going to turn this group upside down, and many more. So, Hoss, if that's all I got, man, make sure you guys tune in this Thursday night to the FWC tonight. Your boy, the CEO, will definitely be there in the freaking building. Turn up and make sure you continue to watch WrestleTalk Podcast. They can be heard every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central. Your boy, CEO, I'm out. Peace. All right. Thank you, Duwan. We will see you Thursday night, my man, on the FWWC tonight. So you let's get Luke Roberts you know back in here. I got to tell you right now, when you sit there and you look at it, um, CEO brings that energy. He brings that fire each and every Tuesday night. He brings it every Thursday night on the FWWC tonight. And again, if you want to know more about the FWWC, make it a point. Check out WrestleTalkPodcast.com as well as checking out the FWWC tonight on Thursday night, 7.30 Central Time. Uh, great program. You see the CEO and all the, the, the great members of the FWWC. And you know something, Hoss? With all of our tech issues last week, we had something we took care of, a little bit of business at episode 400. And we were going to have the opportunity to have a, a longtime member of the WrestleTalk family be able to come back and join us. Now, I know we've been having some technical issues, but I want to go ahead. I don't even have to do a formal introduction of this man because if his intro music is working properly and it's pumping loud as it always has, it's going to be enough that everybody is going to know who our next guest is. So at this point in time, let's go ahead and hit the music, Mr. Haas. Turn it up. You got to make sure he gets that big introduction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Snippets of Truth with the one, the only, Big Daddy P. And I know, Big Daddy, I know you were waiting for that music. We went back into the archives. We found it. We got everything taken care of. We bumped it up a few notches for you. And I got to ask you, how are you doing tonight, good sir? Blessed, my brother. The fact that I woke up is the greatest gift. I mean, think about it. There's a lot of people who are driving home tonight who were thinking they were going to be at home. They're making big plans for the weekend or for the summer. And there are people who are not going to be home. And it's, it's absolutely unfortunate that in this world, 
Not only do we have life, but we also have death. So I'm thankful every day, guys, that I'm able to wake up and to be an encouragement to those in this crazy world. Because I can tell you right now, the world, it ain't, it's not going to get easier. So if my job, if the only thing I'm really called to do here is to just love on people, well, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm going to share them truth when the opportunity comes up. I don't have to force my love for God on anybody. I just love them. And if they want to know where my love comes from, I tell them. Well, well, Perry, I got to tell you right now, this is one of the segments that I always love each and every week of the program because you flat out, you tell it how it is. You bring it from the heart each and every week. And again, I, I say it's very, very fortunate that we finally, with episode 400, when you, we brought you back on the program and the energy that you bring to this show each and every week, again, it, it feels like we're back being being complete, being whole here on the Wrestle Talk yeah. podcast. And again, that's that's a big part to you and what you bring each and every week. Now, I do have to throw, we've had a couple people bring up some information here. Uh, it wasn't necessarily, uh, I know the night Alec posted something on the uh, Wrestle Talk podcast, social media regarding uh, requests. Uh, I know we have two, one for those that uh, uh, one of our viewers brought it up earlier on, uh, a very a longtime radio personality here in the St. Louis area, Jeff Burton. Uh, oh, I have one. Yeah, it was about about a year ago with uh, prostate cancer. Is that correct, Chris? Oh, I believe he had all kinds of. He's got all kinds of cancer, and mm-hmm. he is now on hospice right now. And uh, they they couldn't make any. Uh, they couldn't do anything else. He's on hospice. He's a longtime wrestling fan. So what was um, his name again? Uh, Jeff, uh, Burton. Jeff. 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 Jeff Burton. and. And also, we need to give a shout out to a man that Chris and I know very well, a gentleman by the name of um, Moondog. Moondog Rover, had, after, the sh- after the show, had some chest pains, had to go into the hospital. He had, uh, he had a, a emergency surgery, but he is apparently he is resting well in a room and, and is looking forward to coming back. It's going to be a little bit of work, but he's, he's planning on coming back. So, so, so Moondog is something I definitely want to send a shout out to. I, I agree with you, Chris. Moondog has been around professional wrestling for a long time. He's been one of the staples of the St. Louis professional wrestling community. And I had the opportunity. I heard that uh, through through some mutual sources this past weekend. And again, he's one of the uh, again one of the staples of the St. Louis wrestling scene. And our our, our, our first guest said Moondog is one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the I've met in the business. So. I, I could I couldn't agree with you more there, Bobby. Uh, I guess I don't I don't recall any others coming in at this point. Um, bear with me here just a minute. I'm going to go ahead and check here. Uh, don't see anything else coming up. Um, Hardcore Ross, is there anything that uh, anybody want to miss in here tonight? Uh, none that I have personally seen. No. All right. Well, like I said, we want to make sure we can uh, make sure to take care of those two and uh, anybody else who's. Having some having some problems, having some issues, having anything that's on their mind, um, Perry. I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you because, uh, like I said, this is something that you do oh so well, and and just making sure that we take care of those that are having issues. You know, the one of the most amazing things about the Lord is is the fact that he he's the one who wrote the words "come." So because he brought the invitation. I can't help but take these petitions and take these prayers and send them where they belong because ultimately he's got all the facts. I don't. My job is just to be obedient. And when the Lord says pray, I pray. So for all the prayer requests, 
Um, I'm also going in for back surgery tomorrow. I've got an L4, L5 fusion. So just pray for a quick recovery. It's been a long 12 weeks on my back. Um, I'm actually sitting up pretty high right now just because I got to look cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have any problem with that. So let's go ahead and pray. And then I will give you guys a snippet of truth for you tonight. And then y'all can go on with this wonderful show. Thank you for your continued dedication, for your continued passion. This world needs passionate people and wrestling fans are passionate. And we need to be passionate because if we are not passionate, the opposite of passion is boring. And I don't have time for that. Now, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us to come before you with these petitions. You know, every one of them, you have all the facts about all these situations, especially with the physical healings. Father, we pray that you would continue to give comfort to them. For pain is never fun, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the situation is. For those fathers that have uh, lost somebody today, I pray that you would fill their heart with you, that they would come to know who you are. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we have, that we can come to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, without a voicemail, without a busy signal, always ready to hear our petitions. So for all for all the prayer requests that God sent in, Father, I pray that your healing hands would be on them, that you would continue to comfort them, that you would continue to open every door that needs to be open for every worker here today, close every door that needs to be closed. And Father, most importantly for this business, that you would continue to grow it, that you would continue to keep all the, the boys and girls Uh, healthy, that you would continue to strengthen them. For those that are managers and promoters of these promotions, we pray that you continue to bless their coming ins and goings because we know we love this business. We know this business has given us so much and that's why we continue to give back to it. So we thank you so much and we love you and we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So do you have a, uh, I shouldn't, I, this is going to be the dumbest question I've asked all night. Uh, Do you have a snippet of truth for us? I do. And matter of fact, it's probably one of the most important. A lot of people, when they see the words faith without works is dead in the book of James, they always like to apply it to salvation. And I'd like for, to remind them that the word saved has more than one meaning. So if I say faith without works is dead, and the scripture after it says, if a man is without food and you have it and don't give it to him, what good is it? So my snippet of truth to you is today is the following. Biblical knowledge is awesome. Knowing the Bible is even better. But ultimately, if you don't apply it, it's useless. He says, you will know my disciples by this, love. Love is the key, guys. No matter how angry, no matter how bitter, no matter how bad things get, just continue to love him, continue to love one another, and I can promise you, you will have a life far more blessed than you thought is possible. Truer words could not be spoken, Perry. And like I said, I want to say thank you for coming on the program here tonight. I know for a fact you've got a very... A very busy day tomorrow. I know. Um, oh, right. Yeah, recovery. Yeah, I gotta you're... get back to being the 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 man. When your way, man. When your back goes out, you ain't playing. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how big you are. If your back goes out, it's out. And when you can't move, 
you can't move. And it's been a long 12 weeks. I've had to wait on surgery because my sugar was too high. So I had to get my, I had to lose a bunch of weight. So I'm down to 273, praise God, going for 250. It's just so great sometimes to, to, to be able to, to look in the mirror and know that after all this hard work of eating salad, nothing but salad, I'm eating salad all the time, but I need to do that in order to achieve the goals that, 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 that the Lord wants me to achieve because I need to be around for this show. I need to be around for my kids. I've got 10 daughters, so you just never know when the Lord's going to have them need me. So I thank you guys for this opportunity. I love you. Again, if you guys have any prayer requests, Perry at PaintersDream.com. Go to Facebook, Perry Hartman, Instagram, Perry Hartman, but P-E-R-R-Y-H-A-R-T-M-A-N. I love you guys. And uh, if, if any 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 Tuesday you need me, I'm here. You just let me know. Like I said, we're going to keep our, keep our fingers crossed that your recovery goes super smooth. And we're going to see you back here on the program with all your energy and all your snippets of truth right back here just as soon as you possibly can. Thanks, Big Daddy P. My pleasure, guys. Love you. Until next time. Talk to you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Snippets of truth with Big Daddy P. Always brings it each and every week here. Well, and you, and you know something, Chris? We're just going to keep right on gonna, rolling we're gonna here. Roll, we're going to roll because uh, our next guest is backstage, and he is an international superstar. He's held titles all over the all over the world, all over the all over the Midwest. He's uh, one of the most decorated. I believe at one point his uh, title bag had like five belts in them from not not just not just the local area, but from like Mexico and Puerto Rico. So it is my pleasure to welcome in one of the members of the Brotherhood. Former Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Champion, former guy, the list could go on and on. We could be here all night. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only, the King of Chaos, Ricky Cruz. Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? Oh, uh, Ricky, we are doing fine as wine on a Saturday night. So, uh, uh, Ricky, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. Wait, I see this guy. Are you enjoying the song? Is that what it is? You're on mute, Luke. I see that. <laughs> well, yeah, we first of all, sure we need to get some music going, though, man. I mean, that's that's pretty crude, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta make sure that the introduction is proper here. Right appreciate here it. Appreciate it. Hey, after all the technology issues we've had to be able to get any kind of music to play for you, Ricky, let me. Is, let me tell you this: you you scared me for a second, and I don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, but um, you scared me for a second. I thought that I I got to the wrong podcast. I, I thought it was a Christian <laughs> hour or something like that. No, uh, we, like I said, no no disrespect. I just I was just surprised that we were praying and everything. I was like, wait, what? I, I, it's it's <laughs> well, not Sunday. It's one of those where Perry Hartman's been a part of the program for years, and like I said, he he joined us again for episode four hundred, and again we were talking earlier on. Uh, before we get the interview started, I do want to have, um, we, we mentioned him earlier on in the program. We just mentioned him a few minutes ago. Uh, Moondog Rover, uh, having yeah. a lot of things go on in the last few days. Um, do you have any um, any um, history or any kind of stories or any kind of information you can share on Moondog Rovers? I know you've had, you've crossed paths on, on several occasions. Uh, well, all I could tell you is um, we are um, great rivals, but better friends. Um, I've, I've had amazing matches with him, with him and against him. Um, I respect him, um, a lot in this area. I think he's, he's one of the, the icons in, in this area. 
I know that's a, a strong word, but if you go to the shows, you know that there's no one more over than, than Moondog. Um, I had the opportunity to actually visit him um, at the hospital right after his procedure. And, uh, and it's incredible how tough this guy is. It's, 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 he, he wants to get in the ring already. <laughs> and not only that, but it's, it's great to see everybody in the hospital knowing who he is and the treatment that he gets because he is the mundo. Our, our first our first guest of the night, Bobby Bobby D was on earlier, and uh, he posted in our chat when we were talking about him that Moondog is probably one of the nicest people he's ever met in the wrestling business. So, and you know, you you know, being backstage, that's true. So, yeah. So so okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about wrestling here. Um, you are now a part of the, uh, I guess we would call them a trio or a faction or whatever you want to call, with uh, the Butcher, Damian Blade, and Cayman, um, the Brotherhood. How did that come about? Well, first of all, I, I, and, I, and I don't mean that you're wrong. It's just that we don't see it as a faction, right? Um, first, let me tell you this before I tell you the story. I am sorry that I am in my car, but I was actually training here at the Dynamo Dojo. And I, I, stopped, that, I, and I, stopped, the, I stopped the training for a second so I could do the, the podcast, but then I'm going right back to the ring. Um, the... The Brotherhood, it's three guys that really, really love wrestling, three guys that respect wrestling, that have more or less the same the same vision when it comes to wrestling. And we decided to that there's a lot of new people in the business and a lot of new faces in the area that want everything just handed to them and want everything um, just give it to them and not work hard like we have to. Um, and we decided that that was not going to happen and that we're going we're gonna to keep the tradition of professional wrestling alive and that everybody needs to earn uh, what they get. And a lot of people saw it with negative eyes. A lot of people saw it as we were the bad guys and that's okay. Um, I am like, like Batman says, I am what the people need me to be. And, um, and some people hate me and some people love us. Um, that's the truth. Um, you can say that we're the baddest guys at Subroadway when we go to the shows, but there's a lot of people that like us for what we are. We are, three veterans with over 20 years of experience, each one uh, that really love wrestling and really respect the business of wrestling. And we're teaching all the new people that they better respect the business or get out of it. And, 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 and I've been, a, I've been at a couple last couple Broadway shows. What you, you seem to have a problem. You, you guys seem to have a problem with uh, Anthony Castaldi and Shaft. What, what, wh why do you have a problem with them? What are they doing that is so wrong? Well, I am more surprised at Shaft than, and, than Castaldi because Castaldi, yes, he was in the business since he was little. And I know that, uh, that his uncle, uh, was breeding him to, to, to what he is now, right? To continue the legacy. And I'm not saying he's doing a bad job because he's doing great. We're, we're having packed shows. We're having, uh, lots of fans every every month but he still doesn't have that respect that i would like uh, uh someone who has a company who's been for so many years uh around to have and when it comes to shaft he was a wrestler he's been in wrestling for over 30 years he should know better and for them to baby these kids and for them to allow these kids to have this platform to to do what they do without having gone through the proper um initiation let's put it that way um it it it, it doesn't sit right with us 
Yeah, I mean that's tr- that is true. I mean, I, I guess that's true. Um, I know you're you're heavily involved in training certain wrestlers. Who who in the St. Louis area that you're training most impresses you? Tell give me give give us a couple of names. Say that again. The people that that impressed me that trained. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Give give me some give me some names that you did you want everyone to look out for. Wow. Um, I would say Tommy Davis. Um, that kid. Um, everybody treated him like he was a backyarder and that have no business in in the in in the ring, and he's proving everybody wrong. Um. The same, the same little kids. They showed me last show that they have, they have uh, a future in wrestling. It's just that they want to go right to the top in a month, and and that that's not how. I mean, I've been doing it for 23 years. Like respect, right. respect the ranks, right? Uh, but there's a lot. Exodus, it's uh, amazing. Ashlyn, uh, Alexander, it's really good. Um, um, CJ Shine to me is one of the. Uh, the guys who's keeping it old school with what he does. Um, obviously, you know that I always have respect for Outlaw. Um, um, Camaro Jackson is amazing. ATM is doing great things too. There's a lot of people in Dynamo and MMMWA that, that have a lot of future. I, I, I'm going to give you an example. I never liked, and he knows it because I, I've, I've told him, I never liked and I never had any respect for Mephisto, uh, uh, Leon Mephisto, for the longest time since I've been here in 2011. And we finally got face-to-face and got to really meet each other. And and I'll tell you what, uh, we are alike in so many things that it's, um, it's, it's humbling to me, the division that I have about him. It's, I know that there's a lot of people who see me do is because of of wrestling it's because i i live wrestling i respect wrestling this is not a hobby for me this is not a game for me and everybody who truly knows me knows that i eat breathe and sleep wrestling and and you're one of you're you're i i i will i will go out and i this is not going on very much of the million but you are one of the best that i have ever seen in the ring you're one of the smartest wrestlers i've ever seen i love sitting underneath your learning tree i love sharing a locker room with you so that that's that's that one of my favorite things is to share a locker room with you so i'm gonna send it over to my uh to you you know luke he's got he's got some questions for you so and, and I got I got a lot of them the first one I'm gonna go out there it would be remiss if we didn't talk about this Friday night Red, white, and brawl, Arnold, Missouri. Um, I know that you um, are very much looking forward to this coming event, this coming Friday night. Yes. Um, is there anything that you want to share in regards to this coming Friday night? <laughs> well, one of the biggest things for me and that I'm excited about is that since I got here in 2011, um, everybody has told me you have to be in the ring with uh blake Steele, um everybody talked to me about he's a great wrestler he re- but he wrestled in different companies that i did at the time and we never crossed paths for the first time ever we're going to be in the same ring uh and arnold and Ooh. that's exciting to me because i always want to test myself and i always want to be in the ring with the best and um and i had the opportunity of have great great uh wars in the ring with people like like Durton who I consider 
a great a great wrestler. Uh, I wrestled all over the Midwest with Jeremy Wyatt, uh, who I think is one of the best ones in the area. And now I finally um, can put uh, that that little uh, that little point that has been on my sky. Finally, it's going to happen um, this Friday in Arnold, Missouri. Nice. That, that, I'm, you, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm, I'm going to look forward to that. So I got to tell you right now, I've had the opportunity. Uh, Blake Steele has been uh, known by many people as the Apex, I believe, is what his his, his moniker is. And I'm going to tell you, Ricky, it's going to be a matchup a lot of fans need to come to Arnold, Missouri, and see because he brings a completely different style that a lot of fans aren't familiar with. And seeing yourself and Blake Steele face to face inside that ring at Arnold at Dynamo Pro this Friday night. That's definitely going to be a match that a lot of fans need to be in attendance for because it's it's going to be one, honestly, I feel, that fans are going to talk about for a long time to come. Now, the, the, the second question I've got here is going back to the brotherhood, and you've talked about what makes up the brotherhood. I, I've been kind of thinking about this since we had our, our, our meeting earlier today. To you, what would make or what characteristics would make an ideal member for the Brotherhood? Uh Uh-oh, did we lose? I think think we lost Ricky, but that's okay, because I know that he's going to have to think about that question. Right. I mean, mean, you look at the Brotherhood as it is right now. You've got Cayman, the Butcher Damian Blade, and the King of Chaos Ricky Cruz. These three men, I'm not going to lie, I've been in countless promotions with them. They all bring something to the table each and every time that you've got to be prepared for. Right. And and this past this past Saturday at MMWA, he wrestled the, the Brotherhood wrestled Dragons Guild, the new MMWA tag team champions, and the MMWA champion, the collector, the current collector of belts, Benjamin Trust. Well, you know, I mean, again, that's one of those where uh, I know a lot of our, our viewers have been putting messages out there talking about how they lost uh, in that matchup. And like I said, hopefully we'll be able to get Ricky Cruz back here uh, in just a moment. Like we're having and, and, and him breaking that news that it's going to be Ricky Cruz versus Blake Steele. I mean, Blake, I mean, you've, you've, you've been in the ring with Blake Steele as a referee. I mean, uh, he, he's double tough. I mean, I had an opportunity. It was a, uh, match I can remember was, and again, this is going to throw some names out there a lot of people may not be familiar with, was him and Jimmy Carrick. Uh, I think it was 24K Jimmy Carrick. And had was, that, that, was that Jimmy Jacobs' partner? No, no, no. Oh, this okay. was a different gentleman. And um, in the process of everything, uh, Blake Steele, I believe, broke his ankle Ooh. and managed to still go for like seven or eight minutes and I believe wound up getting the W in the matchup on a broken ankle. I mean, this man is double tough. He's been all around Central Illinois. There's a lot of people that know the name Blake Steele. And Ricky Cruz is back. We're there we go. About <laughs> your matchup this coming Friday. Now, I'm going to go back. You talked, about, you talked about the Brotherhood earlier on. Rodell? Yeah, what? we're here. Yeah, we're here. Okay. We got you. I couldn't see, uh, Luke, uh, for a second there. I lost you guys. Oh, yeah. right? That's not a problem. It happens. We were talking about the Brotherhood. We were talking about the matchup this Friday. But I got to ask you. When you talk about the Butcher, Damian Blade, Cayman, and yourself as the Brotherhood, what characteristics in a wrestler do you think a member of the Brotherhood needs to have? Well, dedication is a big thing. 
uh, respect for wrestling. It's the, the main thing. Um, and, and respect tradition, uh, respect the veterans, respect the ranks, and, and try to learn because, like I just showed you, I have 22 years in wrestling, and here I am training on a Tuesday night. Like you never um, stop, you never stop learning, do you? Never, ever. And there's always everywhere I go, I try to see the guys that are wrestling that I've never seen, and try to learn because you, you in wrestling, you never stop learning, ever. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though, like people think, like I said, that, that the Brotherhood, it's a a wrestling group and it's a faction. We we talk with each other daily. We look out for each other daily. We we get together outside of wrestling. Uh, we are legit family. I love their kids, like they're uh, my nephews, uh, and same them with my son. Um, we are truly a brotherhood. This is not a, a little wrestling gimmick. This is for real. So I have, I have, a, I have a question. Um, kind of brings back to the family thing. At the last Arnold show, you you and uh, Abad teamed up against Technical Difficulties, and you had your son in the ring with you. What was that moment like? It was great because it, he was supposed to just walk out with us and that's it because he wanted to show uh, his wrestling gear that he just got. Um, you know how I am with wrestling gear. Um, that's <laughs> that's like my biggest thing. I don't think uh, I've ever I don't think I've ever seen you wear the same gear twice. I, I honestly don't. Uh, sometimes I do when I really like them, but I, but I do I do have a lot of them. Um, I, I I was. Super crazy always told me like you have to make people want to see what you're wearing next, and and I try to do that. Um, so he was supposed to just walk outside the ring, but then he jumped up and went through the ropes and started posing to the crowd, and and he got a bigger pop than any of the other wrestlers. So right, so, right, and, and the picture the pictures were were awesome. I mean, um, yeah. I know you're I know you're you're really good friends with a I you've known Abad probably for what years and, and uh, out of the out of the 22 years that i've been wrestling i know him for like we've been in and out of like 20 years i was still shocked the time that i was watching my one of my favorite shows law and order svu and his his face popped up on uh, as no we, that, <laughs> a lot of people confuse him uh oh, with, really? with, that's angel okay uh, An- angel is a friend of mine who's an actor and uh, he lives in chicago uh, he is actually doing now a series for TV with Sylvester Stallone, um, but um, but Angel and 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 a lot look really look. Uh, they really do they look, look alike. They could, be, they could be they they literally could be bro- brothers. Yeah. Um. I want to go. I want to jump forward to July twenty third at the Concordia Turner's Hall, where you're going to get another. You're. I should say you're going to get another shot at the uh, Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship, and you're going to be facing what you have called the flavor of the month in St. Louis wrestling, the, uh, the president of the United States of slam, Benjamin trust. Yep. The, the Baskin Robbins of wrestling. It's what I call them. Yeah. That with <laughs> the flavor of the month. Well, I call him that. Uh, and I don't mean to, to reigning his parade. He's doing great things. He's, he's collecting belts right now, but he thinks he's the biggest thing since Coca-Cola. And I, I, I hate to inform him that I did it before him, and he has three belts. I had six. I was, I was gonna uh, say I, there was one point where where we were talking in the locker room that your belt because you had all your belts in a bag and they were in all individual yeah. bags, and you were like, 
I gotta go buy some more in I gotta buy some more belt bags because I can't because I can't fit them all into one I gotta big get a bigger bag. So I mean and and, and don't get me wrong, it um that doesn't make a wrestler having all these bed uh, having all these belts. I had the opportunity to travel a lot and to be in different companies and 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 I was doing great at that point. Um but my problem with him is that he thinks that that um then going to the gym and kissing babies and and looking all buff, it's what wrestling is all about. And and I don't have respect for that. You want my respect? Show me in the ring that you can go. Show me in the ring that you that you learn your craft. Show me in the ring that you respect the business. So well, until I, until he can do that, to me, he is nobody. I gotta jump in here, Ricky, for just a minute. You talk about Benjamin Trust. You talk about this lack of, uh, uh, I don't say lack of respect, but I've got to ask you this. And Chris kind of jumped a little bit ahead, but I want to go back and look at something. 15th anniversary. You were in a four-way match for the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship. And Benjamin Trust walks out with the Dynamo Pro Championship. Did your opinion of Ben Trust change after that matchup? No. And I'm going to explain you why, and maybe you'll understand. Even though I know a lot of people say, like, uh, come on, he beat you. He made you tap out. And and he did. He did beat me. He did make me tap out. Now, how many matches has Benjamin Trust has won or lost this year? Now, compare that with how many I have. And not only that, you can compare the number of matches that he lost this year against my whole career since I got uh, to the Midwest. And, I, and I'll tell you this, I have lost less times in since 2011, what's that, 11 years, than he has in, in this year. And I, and I could agree with you, Ricky. I mean, again, I'm not going to put any kind of disrespect on the legacy of Ricky Cruz. I mean, the man, you've held championships, Chris, as Chris said in your introduction, you've held championships all across North America. You've held... Ch- Championships across the globe. And, and, and again, I, I just look at it from a perspective. It's a really intriguing matchup to me on the 23rd. But I don't want to be putting the cart before the horse because you've got a great matchup coming up this Friday as well with uh, Blake Steele. i got to ask you, Ricky, I mean, when it comes down to it, what are your goals going forward? I mean, again, I know that your, your goal is to hopefully walk out with the Dynamo Pro Heavyweight Championship on the 23rd. But what are your goals going forward as we uh, so we've now kind of hit that second half of 2022? What are your goals going forward? Well, it is right now for me is not about belts. It's about pride. Um, I, I, I'm done with the with 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 that chapter in my life that all that I wanted was to win belts and to show people that I was a champ and, and carry all these belts for people to see. Now it's about pride. Now it's about um, uh, what I, what wrestling is all about. And as you can see, I'm wrestling the people that I need to prove myself against. Like for me to be in the ring with 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 Blake, it's 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 an honor because of the respect that he has for wrestling. Right? Um, I'm I'm still going to whoop him, but it's still an honor to be with him in the ring. To to put Benjamin Trust in his place is not about taking the belt from him i mean it'll be great and i will and i will give the 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 place that that belt should have and the respect that that belt should have 
But the, in Dynamo, I'm the only one who can say I was the Grand Slam. I've won every single belt that Dynamo has, and I'm the only one who've done that. So it's about putting this kid in his place. And then just to prove the point, the week after that, I'm, I wrestled Saturday in Chicago with Sam Adonis, which is the, the AAA champion. And then on Sunday in Farmington, Missouri, I wrestled with Blue Demon Jr., who's a legend all over the world. Like, I am not trying to win belts. I'm trying to show what I can do. I'm trying to, to, to show how proud I am about this business and all that I, like, I'm going to put people in their place. And I'm going to start this Friday. And then next week, Benjamin Trust has, has I, I hope he trains. I really do. I hope he really hit those weights. But I also hope he gets in the ring. Because if not, it's going to be a really long night for him. Well, so, you know something, Chris? I got to throw this out here. I mean, again, just, just look at the name, uh, the, the names here in the course of a couple weeks' time period. You look at Blake Steele, Benjamin Trust, teaming with Sam Adonis, Blue Demon. I mean, that name is is is. Le- I mean, I'd be legendary. saying past legendary status in, in in Mexico. I mean, he's one of the one of the highest level of luchadors to ever grace the professional wrestling ring. If you look at those 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 those, those four names, if Ben Trust is not on his game, I a hundred percent agree with you, Ricky. It's going to be an extremely long night because. Your reputation precedes you. The men that you competed inside the Dynamo Pro Ring in, in Galley, I mean, all across the country is a who's who of pro wrestling. And I got to tell you right now, the next couple matches you've got, I'm going to want to have a ringside seat. Because like you said, you're going to show pride, respect, and integrity when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. And I think right now, Anybody who has the opportunity to see the King of Chaos inside the ring, they need to make sure to be there and see someone with such a great reputation. So, 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 Ricky, is there anybody in the St. Louis area that you haven't wrestled that you want that you are just dying to wrestle? Man, because I'm going to say your your match with Raheem the couple of months, the couple of Arnold shows ago was really good, and I think that. You you and ATM would probably have a really good match too. So I really like ATM. I really like his tag partner uh, um, Eli. I think they're very very talented. Um, man, I, I, anybody that respect wrestling and that takes this seriously, I would like to be in the ring with. Like I, I don't care if you have a name and you are a superstar, or if you're someone starting. If you show me that you have the respect. For for wrestling, I would I would definitely love to be in the ring with you, um, but um, one that I don't think ever will happen. Um, when I started in in St. Louis, my first match in SICW was against Makasi. I always wanted to have a second one, and I never could. So that that would be something food for thought, like they say. Um, <laughs> put that, put that, put that. Just uh, put that out in the atmosphere and let it simmer and see if we can uh, maybe, maybe rehash that. Maybe I guess. Uh, I, I don't I, know, I, but uh, but I'm, um, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you. There's one match that with you that I want to see that you've already wrestled this this gentleman, and I, I haven't. I, I, I want to see one more time. I want to see you and Jake Durden one more time. I don't know why. I just do. 
there, there's a lot of people who have told me that, and um, and and I try to make it happen also, and push for it. But um, uh, busy with. Uh, Oh, are we gonna lose Ricky again? I don't know. I say I think we're we're experiencing some some technical issues here. This is the thing about having a live show, folks. You never know what's gonna happen. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now we have to. I don't know what happened. Technology gremlins kind of got you. But let's <laughs> let's go ahead and go back here to you're talking. You've already talked about Makaji. Let's go ahead and throw the other one out there. Jake um, Jordan, you were talking about Jordan, and none of that came through. I said that um that I've tried to to get in the ring with Durton one more time, but um he he and I was like wrestling in different circles, so it never it never happened. Um, but matches that like for example, every time I wrestle Messias or Mil Muertes in Chicago uh, or in Mexico is a big thing. So I would love to have the opportunity to to do that here in Missouri for the fans from here to see it. Um, yeah. I just thought about something. Another match that we need to probably run back because you haven't probably done it in a while. Jeremy Wyatt, because that was that was a that was a great that was a great feud between you and Jeremy Wyatt. That was one of my favorite feuds of all of of, of in the last several years. So yeah, I believe I believe that we end up our last one was a dog collar match. Yes, uh, yes, between us. Um, yeah, Jeremy Wyatt to me, um, it's one of the best wrestlers not only in the Midwest but but in the world. It's a shame that he hasn't had the the exposure that he deserves because he's extremely talented. Exactly. Well, you know, I, Chris, I've got I've got two that have kind of popped into my head as we're we're talking here. One of them is a match I know that you've had at least on one occasion. I've had the opportunity to see this gentleman inside the ring. Uh, what would you think about the matchup between you and Mojo McQueen? Oh, me and Mojo wrestled a bunch of times in Galley. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and there were always great matches. Mojo is very talented, a great, great, great wrestler, and and he's one of those guys that uh, that I have respect for because he respects the ranks, he respects wrestling, and he takes it seriously. Plus the the gimmick alone, uh, I mean, he's a great and a great entertainer. And and the other one I think is a completely taking from from looking at Mojo McQueen and kind of going to the other end of the spectrum. One match that I personally like to see. Is you and Mike Seidel? Mike Seidel, I also faced him a couple of times, but never, never had the opportunity to have like a a, a long feud or, or a couple of matches. But yeah, you know, you know who I would have loved to. Um, um, uh, man, I might I just had it in my head, and uh, and and the name went away. Um, he was uh, honored, and he wrestled on the last show. He did the seminar. Oh, Delir- uh, delirious? delirious! Delirious! I'm so sorry, because because I have nothing but respect for the dude. Um, I think um, that would be great too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Again, yes. You know, that's one thing we talk about. You talk about the idea of having respect, integrity, pride, and honor when you step inside the ring. Now, Ricky, I know you've been on the program before, and you know, being in the position you're in right now, one of the things that we talk about each and every week that we're on the program is what's called the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. <laughs> you are very knowledgeable about pro wrestling, not just in the States, but you're very knowledgeable across the globe when it comes to pro wrestling. 
So we here at the Russell Talk Podcast want to spice things up a little bit, make things a little more interesting tonight. Now, in past episodes of the program, we have our second hour guest go against a particular host. But tonight, we're going to give you an opportunity to make a change here. We're going to kind of flip the script a little bit. Tonight, you have the opportunity to compete, if you're willing to do so, against him. And Hardcore Hoss just joined us. He is our, our audio engineer, the guy behind the board, so to speak. Here's what we're going to do. For tonight's Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, we want to pose this to you. Hardcore Hoss in our meeting today said that he could sweep you in wrestling trivia. And even though he's been happy and smiley and shiny all interview, since the last time you were on the program, Chris Rodell has also said he can sweep you. I, I think so, you misunderstood what I said. I no, think no, no, I no, said no. he could sweep me. No, 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 no. I, I specifically heard what you said in the meeting. So, Ricky, what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to go ahead and let you choose. Both these men have respect for you and what you do inside the ring. But the question is, who would you be willing to take on tonight for the WrestleTop Podcast Game Show Challenge? Do you want to challenge Hardcore Hoth or the voice of Dynamo Pro, Chris Rodell? So we can't do a three-way? Ooh. Oh. Well, no, we've never really had a three-way game show challenge, but i tell you what I'm going to do here. Just to increase the, the, the challenge level, we're actually going to have the first ever two-on-one. Okay. Show challenge. And that's going to be the opportunity of where if either Hardcore Hoss or Chris Rodell answers the question correct, Team Wrestle Talk will get the point. Okay. If you answer it correct, Ricky, you will get the point. All right. So at this point, Hardcore you know, Hoss. You know, I'm four point. for four in this game, right? That is yes. true. Like I said we're going to okay. up the of, level of, here. Course, of course you are because you're you're the king of you're the king of chaos and you always win. So well, and I, I just want you to know I really like that. Dark here. Is that help or? Well, no. As long as, long as we can hear you, we're good. Because I know, like I said, you're 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 on a mission here tonight. You're getting ready to go back inside and train. We can, we can see your we can see your chaos crew. Shirt. That is true. You know, which, yeah, which, yeah. which I really which I really like. So. Very, very noticeable shirt. So, Hardcore Hoss, I know you've got to do kind of multitask here tonight, but can you go ahead and hit the music for tonight's installment of the WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's matchup is scheduled for the best two out of three falls, and tonight, as a special attraction, it will be a two-on-one challenge, with our competitors being the King of Chaos, Ricky Cruz, representing the Brotherhood, taking on representing the WrestleTalk Podcast, Hardcore Hoss, and Big Sexy Chris Rodell. Gentlemen, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you three questions related to a particular wrestling topic. When you think you know the answer, you can shout out your answer. Again, first one, two out of three falls, wins tonight's contest. In honor of tonight's guest, 
tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category is wrestlers holding multiple championships. Okay. I will give you information about three professional wrestlers who held multiple championships at the same time. Your your goal here tonight is to answer who that individual is. Uh, King of Chaos, are you ready? Yes, sir. Team Russell Talk, are you ready? Sure, let's do this. All right. Here we go. Question number one. Bear with me just a minute here. I have to get my technology to cooperate. Question number one. This individual has competed in WCW, the WWF, and ECW, among others. He held multiple championships in all the promotions mentioned. He was a former WCW tag team champion. He was a former WWF Intercontinental champion. But his one of his biggest claims to fame is technically being both the NWA and ECW champion at the same time. Name him. Rob Van Dam. No. Wait. Re- repeat the last part of your statement. He was technically the NWA and ECW champion at the same time. Shane Douglas? Team Wrestle Talk on the board, one to nothing. Big Sexy coming through with the nice. franchise, Shane Douglas. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for question number two? Yep, let's do it. Yes. All right, question number two. This individual competed in both WCW and the WWF. He held the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. He is also known for holding the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship and WCW Cruiserweight Championship at the same time. He is also, if I'm not mistaken, the only individual who was a part of both the NWO and DX. Name him. Xbox. Xbox. By just a few seconds here, Chris Rodell, two oh, for two. God, I'm going to die on set Friday. <laughs> He's going to kick my head off. Well, at this point, we do have one more question. And, and Ricky, I got to tell you right now, you've been in these high profile Dynamo Pro meetings. If Chris gets three questions in a row right, I'm never going to hear the end of it. So, are you ready for the third and final question? Yes, sure. Sir. Okay. Parkour Hoss, are you ready? I'm ready. Chris, are you ready? Yeah, I'm good. Let's let's do it. Let, and we'll add a second super kick to the to, to, to Friday night. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. The third and final question. This individual has only competed in the WWE at one time. He was the United States champion 
as well as a unified tag team champion. You could have seen him this past Monday with his television interview segment interviewing Ciampa. He also has... What did you say, Haas? The Miz? The Miz is correct. And I got to tell you right now, in a first, Team Wrestle Talk. Yeah. With the. And you realize. And thank you, Haas, because I would like to be able to make it a point to come to the event Friday and not have to replace Chris Rodell. (laughs) But like I said, we need to go ahead and hit the music. So, Hardcore Haas, you go ahead and hit that victory music. I know Chris is going to have to have it. Hey, I I got one for you. We're going to go ahead and let Chris have his music. I know you've got one you want to throw out here, so let's go ahead and let Ricky Cruz take the floor. Kind let's of like see. an extra edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast let's, Game Show Challenge. Let's see who of you three can can guess this one. Who is the wrestler worldwide who has the record for most championships at the same time? That's an easy one. Ricky Cruz, isn't it? No. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just trying trying to kiss up by Multiple. that answer. Okay, I have to. I have to ask ask this question. At the same time. Oh, it's is the, it juice? Is it Liger? No, uh, no, Ultimo Dragon. Yes, sir. Because he actually had not, he had the Super J Cup Championship of eight, and then he wound up being nine by winning the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. I yep. believe that was the correct number. Actually, he ended up with eleven championship at the same time. You know, that's one thing I got to ask is how in the world, and Ricky, you've done this before, and I just got to ask because there's been a handful of people that we've heard from over 400 plus episodes. Carrying all that hardware and traveling overseas, how much more of a challenge is that to do? I mean, I know it's hard enough when you have just regular luggage, but when you're checking in three, four, five titles to travel, I mean, you've traveled to Mexico, you've traveled to Puerto Rico, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, among others. How is it when it comes to carrying championships across uh, international lines when it comes like flying? Well, for me, when I had the the belts, I would carry on my carry-on all the belts, and then the luggage would be my clothes and and the and the, and the gear, because you don't want to you don't want to lose the belts on the luggage. So right, um, right. The belts the belts always travel with me. Uh, in the plane, and then the luggage goes under the under the plane. Right, because you can replace the clothes, but it the might hard, be hard to, the hard part the hard part is to go through TSA because they all want to open all the belts and take pictures with them and whatever. And, whatever. <laughs> and sometimes you're in a hurry, and and it takes it takes a bit. So, uh, so, uh, so Ricky, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure interviewing you again. You are one of the greatest in the St. Louis area. I, I want you to shout out all your social media information and give us information about the uh, Dynamo Pro Show on Friday at Arnold Eagles Club. Uh, well, in um, this Friday at 7 p.m., it's going to be the show. Um, Dynamo, it's back in Arnold. And as you know, it's not only a great time with wrestling, but it's great food. 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 Great food. Everybody everybody asks me not only about the matches, but always ask me about the food. The, burger, so, the, oh, bur- the, so, the burgers and 
if I remember right, we're having chicken parmesan. Yes, that's the special chicken parmesan. But the burgers are one pound burgers. Uh, they're handmade. Nothing. It's it's an amazing night of wrestling and food, which is the two things that I love the most. <laughs> um, and and when it comes to shout out for my um, uh, social media, everything is Ricky Cruz STL uh, and Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter and now on TikTok too. So. Um, you can find me uh, uh, all the time. I, I myself answer to every message. Um, there's there's no one running my pages. I do it myself. Uh, we we don't get to that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Ricky, it's been a pleasure having you back on there. We want to thank you for being a part of the Russell Talk Podcast family, and we know that you're going to go into that back into that Dynamo Pro Dojo and probably light some people up and and blow some people up. For, for training because they probably deserve it. I, I, well, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that they, that they probably deserve it, but, you know, I mean. You, on Friday, you'll probably deserve it after saying that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to – Ricky told me one time if I ever refereed one of his matches, we were going to have, like, false – we are going to have, like, what, 40 false finishes? That, yes. So – I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I might die, but I'll do it. <laughs> Ricky, thank you so much for being on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I will see you Friday, my friend, and uh, have a good training session. And we will see you then. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you guys. And uh, always when you need me, here I am. All right, brother. Have a good All one. Right. Talk to you All soon. Right. Thank you, you very much, Bye. Ricky. The King of Chaos, Ricky Cruz, you're on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Hardcore Hoss, you be so kind. Can you go ahead and hit that breaking news sounder real quick? I've got breaking news right here on the program. Hold on one second here. we got to hit the breaking news sounder. Bear with us one moment. Wait, what the hell did I just watch? Hold I just on watched one second here. We're, we're going we're gonna to wait here. Hardcore Hoss is shutting down the music here. We're, we're, we're watching here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news out of NXT this evening. The match takes place between Mandy Rose and Roxanne Perez. And in the closing moments, Roxanne Perez is attacked by her fellow tag team champion, Cora Jade, hitting her in the back with the championship, leading to her defeat. Mandy Rose defeating Roxanne Perez. And now we have to wonder what's going on with the tag team championships in NXT. Right now, as we're seeing here, uh, Cora Jade has entered the ring. I don't know what this is going to lead to, but again, big shakeups taking place in NXT tonight. And she's wow. wearing and she's wearing she's wearing she's wearing her out with a skateboard. Well, right now, as it stands here, there's some some definite problems here in NXT, and I got to tell you right now. As we can see here, a lot of things going on. Again, the Wrestle Talk podcast always keeping you up to speed. And right now, as you can see here, uh, we're, we're, we're trying to, to bring you the most up-to-date information. Guys, i got to tell you, it's a great night of pro wrestling action, but a lot of great information coming on literally as we were taking to air tonight. Gentlemen, any final thoughts here this evening about the Wrestle Talk podcast? I, I thought that both interviews, Bobby D was great. Ricky Cruz is always great. So, I mean, technical snafus aside. So, I mean, that's the process of having a live show. It happens sometimes. So that is true. Hardcore Hoss, your thoughts about tonight? Uh, I think we had two great guests and uh, I really enjoyed the interviews, you know, because I, I was backstage working on things, but 
I still caught the interviews. And uh, to those people who commented and your comments didn't get put up, uh, I know we didn't get to as many of them tonight as we normally do. I apologize for that. Um, just working through technical issues. But uh, I promise we will start to get those up again as usual. And things will continue to improve and get better. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, awesome. I mean, I it's been right now. Tonight was a great show. Rick, uh, Ricky Cruz, Bobby D, both great interviews. And again, they show what St. Louis professional wrestling is all about. Herb Simmons, thank you for the the the, the comment here. I mean, again, you had the opportunity this coming Sunday. Bobby D making um, staying with us on the program tonight. We've had Jeremy Lightfoot popping in. We've had a few others pop in. We've had a side pop in <coughs> and countless others here. But before we go, we need to go ahead and make it a point to uh, once again acknowledge our sponsors because without without the sponsors and without the viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast, this program does not function as smoothly as it is. And we're going to go ahead and acknowledge those sponsors again. Royals Mills Transportation, if you ever need a ride in KC, make it a point to check them out. Rathbun Engraving, home of those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs and tumblers that are available. The mugs are $20 each. Nobleman Barber's Lounge, KC. Ask for Pete the Barber. I've got to ask him next time I'm up that way to give me a, a, a good haircut. Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Everything compact with Hall of Famer Pat Militich and Jay Hollywood, Jeffrey Wilson. Meet the S to KC Party Rentals. Interstate 70 Sports Media with our good friend, the maestro Jeremy Carp, and the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, the premier wrestling fantasy group. Uh, guys, I got to tell you, another great show. I do believe next week we will be joined once again by the Night Owl being in the house. Uh, again, we've had a great night of wrestling action. If there's anybody that you want us to have on the program, make it a point. Send us a message. Send us a, a message here in the um, comments for tonight's program. We're always looking for new guests to bring each and every week here to the Russell Talk podcast. Guys, I got to tell you, it's a great show. And unfortunately, it's about that time that we have every week where we need to go ahead and sign off for the week. Uh, again, guys, make it a point. Check out FWWC tonight on Thursday night, 730. You can check them out right here. Uh, they're going to have a lot of information about the FWWC. And we're going to be back here next Tuesday night from 7 to 9 Central, 8 to 10 Eastern with the greatest in professional wrestling, that being the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Hardcore Hoss, can you go ahead and get us some good music to head on out tonight? All right, guys. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. See you next week. Have a good night.